Today on The Breakdown, Roland DeWolf, the man of the wolf, makes a wolf-like play in the Party Poker Premier League Season 2 against Ian Frazier. Is it going to work? It takes a lot of, you know, the big round things. Let's see if it happens here on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I believe I need to uh, nip this in the bud right away. Yeah. It's Fraser. Fraser. I feel like you're going to say Fraser for the entire time. I said Fraser. Even in the you comment we respond of the of the Jensen hand, you said Jensen even though I reminded you like six times. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's get let's get Fraser correct. Fraser. 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 Not Fraser. Not like the TV show. Like yeah. a razor with a Z. Fraser. Fraser. I'm going to mess that up. Hey, yeah. by the way, when I said the big round things, I of course was referring to onions. Onions. Onions? Onions. That guy loves onions. He's got big onions. And let's see if it matters. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see if it matters because uh, there's going to be some decisions everyone's going to be put to in this particular hand. You know where you can make your own decisions about poker hands? Choose your own adventure books. Uh, You can do that. You can also choose your own adventure throughout the way you play a no limit poker hand or really any type of poker on Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. That was a long winding road to get to that one. Yeah, but you got to get creative sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, for those of you who don't know, Nitrogen Sports does sponsor this podcast, but we also do play on there because it's a great poker site. You don't have to download any software. It's housed on the internet, so that's pretty sweet. Indeed. There's no sign-up details. There's two sign-up details, a username and a password. That's all you need. It's a Bitcoin-only poker site, so your withdrawals come in 10 to 25 minutes. That's no joke. That's not processing time or anything. 10 to 25 minutes. Yeah, that's super sweet. By the way, Grant and I, not only are there free rolls, which happen, poker special poker guys, only free rolls. You have to use the link in the description, though, when you sign up. But also, Grant and I are going to start soon, like within a week or two, playing sit and goes on there. We're going to twitch them out so you can play against us and be shown to the world. Watching, You can show the world how much we kill you at poker. <laughs> yeah, um, be on our or- Twitch channel, which is going to exist soon. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Yeah, but Very soon, very right. soon. And uh, that's going to be fun. We're going to excited to do it. They're going to be relatively small buy-ins as well, so you guys can all play if you want to play with us. It's going to be five millibit and at most twenty millibit buy-in. So that's like, you know, a, a millibit is about a dollar right now. Yeah. So you know, five to twenty buck buy-in. So it's not a big deal if you want to play. Um, we could have some fun. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I love sitting ghosts. I'm going to bluff a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna. I don't think it's going to work to bluff these guys. I think everyone's going to want to be, you know, the hero. Yeah. So. Good. Good setup. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. No problem. You're setting me up well. I got to do what it. I got to do yeah. to help you out, bro. Yeah. No, thank you. Well, I'll just say this, guys. When I overbet, I probably have it. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> Not balanced at all. This guy. All right. So let's get back to this hand for a second. Okay. As uh, Jonathan said, it is in the Party Poker Premier League. It was suggested by Michael Zajac on Twitter. So yes. thank you for that suggestion. We are, of course, at two poker guys. Number two poker guys on Twitter. So just a hand using a YouTube link and a timestamp. It's really easy to do. Yep. You just right click on the uh, video and you can just click like, you know, embed or get me the, uh, what we call it, the web address with this time at this time. So it's really easy. It is easy. Um, Of note in this hand is that it is likely to be the worst possible commentary team that I can think of for the play-by-play guy is, of course, Jesse May. He's going to be that part of, of the commentary I mean, team. he's the nut low anyway right. by himself as for, for poker commentary. And right? the color commentator is none other than Phil Helmuth. And, oh, boy, he's I mean, just like you would expect. <laughs> I'll say this. I wouldn't expect Phil to be as bad as he is in this particular hand. Phil is horrible in this hand in a few different ways. One is he mostly pronounces Roland DeWolf's name Roland. Even though Jesse May keeps correcting him. And at one point, Phil actually calls him Roland, but then goes back to Roland. It's very weird. But then the other thing is Phil will take one set, like one stance on how the hand is being played. And then when circumstances change in the hand, like someone wins or loses the hand, he takes the opposite stance. He says it's like what he thought was a bad play is now a good play just because it worked, which, you know, we hate that shit. Oh. That's well, right. It's, it's out okay. there. I said it. I'm sorry, but I feel that way. We hate it. I won't. I won't swear again. Though. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. This sorry is, if there were kids in the car. This is the first podcast after a long break. It's uh, true. I've been yeah. in Florida for so Even long. Even though you may have been hearing the podcasts at regular intervals as you're used to, it's because we recorded a bunch at once and Jonathan was gone for a while Ugh. and now we're back. So I'm, we might be a bit rusty. I'm dying to get back to podcasting. I got to tell you. We're I'm already ready here. to go here. We're already doing it. Well, I'm happy. It's exciting. Let's talk about and this And we're talking hand. about Jesse May and Phil Helmuth. Oh. Heads up for a billion dollars. Oh, no, man. that's not true. 
Yeah, so Jesse May does his typical Jesse May stuff, and we'll talk about it as we go. And Phil Helmuth, I guess we'll point out some of his flaws too, but let's get into the hand. All right, so it is the Premier League. We're not entirely sure of the circumstances because the Premier League has outside circumstances, but it seems like they're unimportant because Jesse never mentions them, and he's usually pretty good about that. Jesse, Jesse May in the Premier League, at least later Premier League seasons, is all over the point stuff and is always bringing up how important this hand is to their own survival and their point situation and all this stuff. He never mentions anything at all, so we just don't think it matters. They're right. three-handed at this point anyway, so there's already if there's points to play that matter, they've already won some points, and they're just playing for the bigger stuff, so it's probably not a big deal. Probably not. All right, so this hand is at 3K, 6K blinds. We believe there are no antis in just the 3K, 6K. Um, And Ian Fraser is in the small blind. I think it's Frazier. Great. (laughs) He's in the small blind with ace four of clubs. He's got uh, about 200K, so over 30 blinds. And he decides to limp the ace four of clubs in the small blind. Yeah. What do you think about this? I think it's fine. I think it's fine, too. I don't know. If you're going to have a raising range, this is one of the hands you might want to put in it. But I agree. This, you could also have a – you want to limp some aces some of the time. You could also limp re-raise with this hand. The pr- only problem with limp re-raising is we're often going to be a situation if Roland decides not to fold and he four bets, we're not going to have any fold equity or five bet all in. So we can't turn – so it's not as good as raising, getting three bet, and then shoving. Actually, with a hand like this, this is kind of nice if Roland's going to be three betting us light anyway – to raise and then shove with with 33 blinds. It's kind of a sweet spot. I kind of like it. But it's perfectly fine to limp call or limp or, you know, do any of the normal things. You sort of can't screw it up as long as you don't fold, you know? Yeah, well, there's some circumstances where you could end up folding, I think. Yeah, that's true. 33 blinds is enough you can end up folding ace four even three-handed. Right, but that's why I'm saying you don't oh, limp re-raising doesn't work as well because let's say we limp re-raise and then Roland re-raises again. Well, he's going to have the fold equity. We will have no fold equity. Right. We can't really call it off with yeah. ace four. So that would be the only way not to play it is to limp raise, call it off. That would be yeah. the worst. So limp raising not as good because of our stack size. Actually. Now, based on how Fraser plays, I don't think he's going to have a balanced dynamic strategy. But Agreed. In general, I like, especially if you are in the heads-up portion of a tournament or in a heads-up cash game, I really like including some aces. You can just pick them randomly using some sort of game theory calculator or use your own head to pick them <laughs> randomly yeah. and, uh, and limp those aces just so you can win limped pots when you want to limp heads up sometimes because often you'll have a hand like six, seven off where heads up, you got to play it, but stacks are such that you don't want to get three bet. So you want to have some limps in a, in a long heads up match. I mean, if you're going to have a limping range and it's not going to be all limps, you're going to have a, some raises, some limps. You cannot raise all your aces. Yeah. That's a huge mistake. You have to have some aces right. you don't raise clearly, right? Yeah. So fair enough. Right. I don't think that's what Fraser's doing, uh, but I'm not sure. I don't I, know. I mean, this is a pretty strong hand and three-handed. I mean, forget three-handed, just blind versus blind. You're often going to raise this if you're just looking for straight value. Yeah. Right? It is kind of curious that he limps because I feel like people who were airing back in this era, uh, era, blind versus blind, were airing on the side of raising rather than limping. I mean, I think Roland is, you know, the crazy guy compared to everyone else here anyway. And so maybe you're just like, well, if I raise, he's just going to re-raise me and I don't know what to do. So I'm going to limp. He's going to raise. I'm going to call. It's fine. I have a good enough hand. I can afford to do that, which is not a great sort of box to put yourself in. But it's not the end of the world either when you have a hand like this. Honestly, it's okay. You could also just decide to four bet shove if he three bets you. I mean, I like, raise. I like that plan better, honestly, if you yeah. think he's going to be opening a lot because he right. actually will fold better hands for sure. Yeah. If we do that, which is pretty sweet, right? Like two fives, he might fold, but maybe, maybe he's not folding any pair, but he's going to fold better aces if he decides to three bet some of those. Yeah. He could three bet like a seven off as a bluff and then fold. Like, right. That'd be amazing. Anyway, we're spending <laughs> too long on this decision. Yes, we are. So Fraser limps. It's fine. Takes four clubs, small blind. Fraser. (laughs) Fraser. I said Fraser. Fraser. So Roland DeWolf, as Phil Helmuth would say. Many, many, many times. Roland. He's in the big blind with six of diamonds, deuce of hearts. That's not a good hand. No. Um, He's got Fraser covered. We're not sure by how much. It seems like he's got a lot of chips, though. It does. He has a lot of physical chips, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He decides to raise this hand. Mm -hmm. This seems like maybe not something you need to be doing but if you think you can exploit your opponent it's okay i think it's fine i mean it's it's near the bottom of our range it's fine to raise the bottom of your range especially when we're going to be in position we're just going to win so often right now and later right but it's also kind of nice to be able to see a flop without having to put any more chips in in position with a hand that sucks so you're like oh i don't have to put any more chips in with this crappy hand great that's true that's not a bad point at all um 
I mean, we if we're going to raise some hands, we need to raise some bad hands, too. I don't know if we need to raise this bad hand, but I think it's fine. Like, I think both these guys' pre-flop play is totally fine. I don't know if, if we're going to raise some hands, we're going to raise some bad hands, too. We don't. I don't think that means we need to raise hands with no real value. Like, at least have some connectedness or something. Yeah, that's not a terrible point. I mean, we're raising because we're at the bottom of our range, though. We don't really want to see a flop, and we don't like we don't really have any value, and we're just trying to win the pot right now. That's what we're trying to bully this guy. It's right? possible this guy's been limp folding a lot. I mean, there's definitely guys. You know this, right? There's guys who will limp in the small blind, and it doesn't matter what your cards are. You just raise from the big blind, and they yeah. fold almost always, and so it's super profitable. And maybe that's, Wolf thinks like this is just what's going on. That, D-Wolf, I guess. The of, wolf. of the Wolf. Of the Wolf. Yeah, that is the case in a lot of games, but... And I know some of Fraser's plays throughout this hand don't really seem super professional, but Agreed. it is the Premier League, and isn't that kind of like a pro invite only league? I it it is now. I think it was back then as well. It's possible though he was one of those. You know, this is season two of the Premier League. Like it's possibly just one of those like tight, careful players. And Roland is like one of the new wave of aggressive guys who's like eating everyone's lunch at this point. Yeah, know? could be. I don't know, but it may also be that just Roland has a basic philosophy of. If the small blind limps, I'm just going to raise a lot back then, specifically, because yeah. they're so weak. Because they raise all their strong hands. So, of course, I'm going to raise, and like I'm just going to win so much. doesn't matter what my cards are. Well, that's then, a reasonable Then Fraser's strategy. done well to limp ace four, because yes. that's stronger than you would expect. Correct. Correct. Right. So, Roland does raise. He raises to 20K total, 14K on top. And Fraser decides to call, instead of putting himself in that bad fold equity situation you were referring to earlier. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Roland raising this much does make me feel like he just thinks Fraser's going to fold. I mean, it's not that abnormal once it's he's a little more than it's more than three X. I mean three X to me is a normal raise in the spot, don't you think? Three X yeah, it's barely more. Three X is eighteen K. He makes it twenty K. <laughs> I'm saying it's three point three point three X, man. What the heck? Okay. Why so much? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Fraser calls and I, I think that's a perfectly fine decision and I think yeah. you do too. Every, everything's fine so far though, right? Like we can talk about these things forever, but these are fine. Right. I mean right? Roland's deciding to go a bit high variance. He's just try, deciding to bully his opponent. He doesn't have to do it, but he's doing it. Yeah, I got no problem with that. All right. So the pot's forty K now. The flop is five of diamonds, king of hearts, ace of hearts. Bingo. Bingo for Fraser. He's got ace four, so this is pretty good. This seems like pretty great. We can have a very clear plan here, I think, against Roland, right? Which yeah. is we check call all day long. This guy's like super aggressive. Like right. we should we should just be checking until Roland checks behind. If Roland checks behind on the I assume Roland's always betting the flop as Fraser right now, right? Yeah, whether or not he has us beat. Right. Yeah. Um, Maybe so if he has something like King Jack, he won't. Okay. But then we'll, like, we should be able to get, we should try and get two streets of value out of this unless Roland decides to go like for the triple barrel bluff or yeah. triple barrels, whether it's bluff or not. And we should mostly be just check calling on all three streets unless some really funky stuff comes out or something strange happens. Right. Isn't that just what we should be doing? Yeah. Okay. Pretty I much. Agree. And Fraser begins to implement that plan as he checks. Good. And he's got ace four on an ace king five two heart flop. Roland has six deuce with the deuce of hearts, so he does have the backdoor nut low flush draw. Yeah. Um, so Where's Roland, that? of course, is going to bet here. He also has a backdoor straight draw if we're going to get technical. Okay, that's true. You're right. Yeah. And a backdoor trips draw. So <laughs> yep. um, Roland, of course, is going to bet here. He's pretty much obligated once he's decided to take this hand and make it a raise preflop. And especially on, I mean, he should do it probably with on any board with against this guy yeah. in this spot, but especially on this board. And this is like an ideal board to bet. R- Roland Wolf bets 18K. Into 40K with his six high. And Phil Helmuth is incensed. Yeah. He's like, he's just going crazy. Like, Phil, he raised pre as a bluff with his hand. It's an ace. He's going to bet. It's 100%. <laughs> this was always the plan. The plan was not to flop a straight or two pair. The plan was to hopefully Broadway cards come. The guy check folds. That's the plan. Phil Helmuth cannot believe he's betting here. <laughs> he cannot believe Roland is betting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he thinks about Roland, but yeah. Roland is really messing this up, according to Phil. Jesse May is hysterical, too. He's like, oh, he's, well, Roland is just so far behind. He's so far behind. He's like, like he's in such bad shape here. Like, it's like, we, Roland we know, knows he's in bad shape Roland here. always, it is not a cooler. Roland is no he's playing his hand knowing he's behind way behind the whole way. He understands this. You, did a you pretty dummies. Good, you did a pretty good job with the Jesse May laugh talking thing. Oh, thank you. Which really gets me. I really <laughs> do it again. I want to hear some I mean, what, what, Roland, he he's just yes. so far behind that's here. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's that's kind of what he sounds like. Thanks, thanks. A, a human actually sounds like that. <laughs> <laughs> he has that high pitched voice yeah. every time too. I just want to slap that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get violent. <laughs> just saying. All right. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the pot is making friends, making friends. I hope Jesse's a listener. So the pot is 40K. 
Rolling bets 18K. That's totally fine. Great. I mean, it's an ace high board. We're going to fold out most hands. It's going to work so often. You're yeah. like 910 is what we're up against like all day long here, and we just win, right? Yeah. And Fraser with his ace four of clubs on this ace king five two heart board has really only one choice, right? I mean, if he did anything else, it would be kind of dumb, especially yeah. against this player. Like, folding would be the worst. Folding is impossible. Raising seems stupid for all the obvious reasons, unless we're up against Victor Blom, who's just going to go nuts. But even so, we should just call and let Victor Blom go nuts. We shouldn't even raise Victor Blom we, here. I mostly agree. I think certainly calling is the only play that makes sense in a vacuum. Yeah. But if we know that a guy hates getting raised in the flop and is going to is gonna three-bet us on flops because he's like, I just don't believe people on flops, then maybe this is a time to try to induce, even with this bad of a hand. I mean, against a guy like Victor Blum, he may look at the board and say, what are you supposed to have exactly? You're supposed to have, what, ace three, king three, I guess? King, king three is five. The, king five. Oh, king five. King five is like the only hand in the world that you can ever have here that can like go with me. I'm all in. I don't care. Like, yeah. that's, I mean, like, what are you supposed to have? You can't have anything. Right. But then you end up having ace four because you had a plan against Victor Blom specifically. Right. right. Yeah, but, but, but like, Roland DeWolf, I don't know if he's like, if the tight guy suddenly check raises him, Roland may be like, all right, all right, yeah, I think, Like, I don't need to do this. I think he'll probably give up. Yeah. yeah. So Fraser decides to call. This seems like the right play. Yeah. Also, then it looks like we have a flush draw a lot. It looks like we have all sorts of things that are weak and we might have a king, we might have a five, you know. Yeah. We have a weak ace a lot, too, like we do. That's fine. Like, he's going to try and blow us off all these things, most likely, if he doesn't have anything. And, you know, we can get more chips if we just keep the pot small and check. Yeah. We keep check calling. And it's that's no all deal. Fraser really has here that often is one pair or a flush draw. Yeah. I mean, it's as we were saying, he's got to have, like, king five suited, I guess. I mean, he could obviously he could have, have, he could have king five off. He could obviously have ace five. Well, we, we, know. we know that. Yeah. But from, from Roland's point of view... He yeah. probably doesn't expect this guy to have an ace very often. Whereas um, at this point, obviously, Roland is entirely uncapped. He can, he can have a set of aces Absolutely here. he can. Yeah, I mean, it's unlikely as Fraser because there's only one combo left from our perspective. Right. But he can have all the sets, no problem. Of course. And he can have, you know, the nut flush draw. He can have everything. He can have everything. Right. So the pot is 76,000. The turn is the four of hearts. So this is interesting in that it brings a third heart. It was an ace-king, five-two heart board. Four of hearts on the turn. It also brings a second pair for Fraser, who has ace four of clubs. Yeah, so it's kind of neat because remember we were talking about Roland having those back doors. He actually both back doors are starting to come in now. It's amazing. It's a hell of a card. I mean, honestly, it's like it's like the best card in the deck for like action. There's one card in the deck. It's the it's that card. It's the four of hearts. Yeah, it's the most action. I card mean, in it's the deck. not real. I don't think Roland's too I mean, excited about his deuce high flush draw. Or in the straight, it may not be exciting either, really. But I'm just saying, if there was a card, that's the one. I mean, I guess. But also the thing, what what, you, what would you expect to happen here? I would expect if I didn't know what happened, Fraser, no, Fraser, Fraser. I, how Fraser. did I how did I predict Fraser. this only Fraser. like twelve <laughs> minutes ago? He, and, and we even talked about it for like a minute, and you still just can't get it. I ta- What's I, up with you? I predicted I would not get it. Yeah. To be fair, fair it isn't like I was like, oh, I got this. This is no problem. I know yeah. I don't have it. Fraser, um, I would expect would check again. Yeah. One, because a third heart comes. Two, because Roland's aggressive. Let's let him keep firing, right? Yeah. If we bet, what good things are going to come of that? Like, aren't we often going to fold out worse hands anyway? Blah, blah, blah. I guess we could try and get value out of a big heart. That could be the one thing we get by betting. Yeah. But, like, let's just let... I mean, isn't Roland going to just bet a, a third heart anyway? <clears throat> I don't right? know. Is he... I mean, a fourth heart. A, a big heart. Isn't he just going to bet if we check? I don't know. He might. He might not. He might decide to take a free card. He might. Okay, fine. But, I mean... He's rolling to Wolf. He's very aggressive. I don't know. It seems to me like the plan would be we're going to check. We're going to call. We're going to hope uh, River doesn't come another heart. That's it, right? Isn't that the whole plan? I guess. Um, my question now is if Fraser were to check, do you think Roland would bet here because he picked up this equity? Do you think he's going to try to realize the equity or just continue bluffing? That is a really good question. Well, as, okay, as Roland, we start to think, okay, now that the guy called us, right? What hands does he have? He has flush draws, which just came in, and we yeah. could never get him off that. We of wouldn't, wouldn't want to try. He has some... He, we don't think he has two pair very often. No. It's very hard for him to have that. So he probably has one pair of hands and flush draws. We can get him off some of the weaker one pair of hands now. We can get him off, like, the king and the five. Unless maybe. it comes with a decent heart. Right. But the king and the five, besides that, we can get him off of... I don't know if we can fold out an ace or not. I wouldn't expect his roll. And maybe we can, but I wouldn't expect his roll. I wouldn't expect to. Maybe we'd have to, like, triple barrel, and it's a whole thing. So, would we bet or not? The problem is we have six high. That is a problem. We might bet almost thinking, like, if we get raised, we can throw our hand away anyway. We don't have any equity. Right. Maybe we just don't have enough equity that we have to care about it. We decide to just continue bluffing. I think the bigger question is how much of Fraser's range is folding to that bet. So if there's a lot of flushes there 
and enough one pair hands that are going to call, then we probably shouldn't bet because then we're just throwing money away. Right. The question is, how many of these one pair hands are really going to call? Is the king going to call if we bet again? If it's king 10 with a 10 of hearts, yes. Right. But if it's king 10 with the 10 of clubs, no. Yeah, right? probably so not. I think usually Fraser's going to have. Fraser. Fraser's going to have. Holy crap. <laughs> don't act like it's a weird thing. It's going to keep happening. <laughs> I guess so. You don't have to be like that. I do. Fraser's going to have, um, like, not even King-10. We'd expect, like, a worse king than that. Yeah, most usually. Likely, right? So then, like, his heart isn't even going to be that big. He'll probably call, but he may not. And then we can blow him off on the river. Like, if I, I think if we're Roland, we can do something where we bet, like, 40K right now, which essentially sets up a nice 100K shove on the river if we want to make it. You know what I mean? And if this guy check raises us, we throw our hand away. He's probably got a flush. No problem. Like, what's the... So I, I feel like that's that would be a reasonable plan. What do you yeah, think? I think he's probably going to continue bluffing because his hand is very bad. We have no showdown value. Yeah. If we check here, it's hard to bet the river and not get called by the one pair of hands. Let's knock out some of those one pair of hands right now. And by the way, sometimes we're going to improve, be able to check back the river and win. That yeah. would be cool. And yeah. we've made the pot bigger. Right. Anyway, none of this happens. No. This is all this is all for naught because Fraser makes a decision that I'm pretty sure we are going to continue to not like. I know we both don't like it right now. Let's find out. Fraser instead of checking. Again, it's an ace king 5 flop with two hearts. The turn is the 4 of hearts and Fraser's got ace 4 of clubs. He's just check called the flop. He decides to lead out for 20k into 76k. This is very strange. What's going on? If you're going to lead, and I don't love the lead, but let's say you decide, all right, I think Roland's got ace 10, and I'm afraid he's going to check it back, and now I want to get value from ace 10. Why are we betting 20K? Yeah, we're gonna, we can get more value than that. Let's bet 35, or let's bet 40 so we can ship the river sometimes, you know? Like, sure, a heart comes, we can't ship the river, but we can ship most other rivers, right? Yeah. Like, what's the problem? What's our plan? Like, when we bet 20K... What are we even going to do if we get raised here? Are we going to call? Are we going to? Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like this is such a weak, scared bet. I just don't know why we're making it. Would we do this if we had a flush? Would we actually donk if we had a flush here? Maybe. Maybe we would. Maybe we would if we had a small flush. I hope, I hope we would because that makes this bet a little bit better. If we're going to have a flush and we're going to bet this much with a flush sometimes, that makes it a little bit better. And this is trying to get value out of worse... Oh, aces that aren't just single aces and Kings? big hearts. And a king is never going to call. Is an ace even going to call? For 20K? What's the king going to call? Really? He's just going to call? If he has, okay, if he has a Let's heart. think about it. If he, if has, he has a heart, heart of course. That's yeah. a flush draw, though. That's not yeah. a king, right? right? I mean, sure, it's a little more than a, it's a, little more than a flush draw because sometimes it'll go check, check on the river and we'll win. I mean, okay, if, if Fraser is a really bad player, I don't know if he is or not. Yeah. If he is, I think some of the time he's going to show up with, like, Queen nine with the queen of hearts here and play it this way. You think he check called the flop with queen nine with the queen of hearts? Maybe not. Seems impossible. Yeah, that's not, maybe not. Queen 10 with queen the queen 10 of hearts? With, queen 10 or queen jack with the queen of hearts. Or one, one of the hearts. I don't even know if he's actually doing that out of position. Really? Yeah. That seems unlikely to me. I would believe it if it was in position or if he was the better or something. I think he's being, he should be much more likely to either fold the flop or check raise the flop with that hand than call with that hand. Also, we're just not deep enough to be able to get enough value. The implied odds aren't really there. I don't think he's going to show up with those hands very often. I got to tell yeah, you. Yeah, perhaps not. Perhaps not. Okay, so are there any advantages to this bet? Okay. Well, if Roland has ace nine, he's going to have to call this bet. Okay, are there any times when this bet is optimal? I guess it's a better way to ask that okay. question. Because if he has ace nine, we should bet more if we're going to bet. Well, we don't want to fold them out. Is he going to fold if we bet 35K or <laughs> I don't 40K? Think so. No, he's not. The 76? He's not going to love it, though. No, he's not going to love it, but he's, he's going to call. Gonna and he's, pro he's probably going to call and then fold the river a lot, right? If we bet, if we move all in on the river, right? Because yeah. now it's like, oh, you probably have a flush, right? Yeah, but he's going to do that anyway for this bet. Right. Right. He's going to call. Yeah, okay. That's true. No, there's, I can't, I don't know why we're betting so small. It also, Okay, the reason to do this would also be to induce sometimes. Yeah, but it's a scary induction because there is a flush out there. Well, right. We need to have either a better hand or a clear plan. Right. You're allowed to do this with the clear plan of like, I hope you raise me, buddy. I'm never folding. That's right. fine. I know you, Roland. I know you're just going to jump all over small bet sizes. Cool. I'm going to bet 20K. Go for it. Yeah. Like, move in. I don't care. Like, that's fine with me. That, I hope, that, that's, I hope cool. that's the plan. If that's the plan, that's okay. Then, then I don't mind this. Then we can actually bet with a lot of things. Some as sometimes big hearts, sometimes this, sometimes this hand, sometimes flushes. We're calling some of the shoves. We're folding to some of the shoves. It puts Roland in a tough spot. But I just don't know just, if this sizing like, is ever good. I mean, I don't like it at all. I don't like categoric. I categorically don't like donking. 
here that much because we're against a very bluffy, aggressive player. We're gonna. We should probably let him do the work for us here most of the time, and we have a vulnerable hand. Okay, maybe we're making some assumptions though about how we think Roland is playing, and we're wrong, right? Okay. So Ian Fraser. Yeah. Wow, that Did was it. lucky. I Did was it. like, I flipped a coin and it came up tails <laughs> that time. Um, Ian Fraser uh, has been watching and playing with Roland and actually knows Roland in, is going to check back. Like, if he's got top pair, he's going to check it because the third heart came. And he's got top pair a lot here or a king. He's just going to check back his one pair of hands. He's never going to bet them. And so, and, and maybe he doesn't think Roland's as bluffy as he is. You know, maybe he doesn't know, Roland's repu- doesn't know that Roland's this bluffy. Or maybe I mean, Roland hasn't been this bluffy. That seems unlikely. I agree. Also... What makes us think Roland often has top paired because he raised preflop and bet the flop? Yeah, that's the only reason. So I mean, that, that's at least he's telling a consistent story so far. I mean, that he's the guy who's a, most, much more likely to have top pair than we are, even though we have it. It and might he be doesn't. a consistent story, but it's ubiquitous throughout poker, and everybody tells it no matter what. Of course. I mean, so, I completely agree with you. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like I mean, as, as I was saying on the flop, like Fraser's decision should be essentially to check call all three streets until. It gets checked back, and then we can bet the river if there's if that street is available to us. To yeah, bet, you know, unless the board runs out funky, that seems like a pretty good strategy. Do you like this donk better if it's the four of diamonds? That's a good question. I don't think I do actually. I think I like it better if it's the four of hearts. Really? Why? The four of diamonds, I think we can check, and then Roland is be more apt to continue with all of his range, his strong range. Because and his he's weak not range. afraid of us having the flush. Right. If he's got ace nine, he's going to bet it again, right? Right. But if he has, like, to charge our flush draw, even. Yeah. But, like, when the flush card comes in, he's just going to check back his actual strength. Of course, the problem with that is no, that's not a problem. That's fine. We're just going to, we just, by betting 20K, we may fold out his air. And we get called by a, by the well. I guess getting called by the one pair of hands is okay though, and we may lose his air anyway. Like, yeah, we were saying because Roland's hand is so bad, we think he really has to bet here. Yeah, but his hand doesn't have to be this bad, right? It he could have a little doesn't. something, something. He could have nine ten with a ton of hearts or something. He could have queen nine and be like, well, I have the you know the the not the nut no pair, but close to it, and this guy could have a flush draw sometimes, and I don't have to bet here. I, he probably would. Yeah, but eh, I feel like I'm stretching with all this stuff. Yeah. I think in Fraser's mind, what he's thinking, if we're giving him a lot of credit here, is this heart is going to scare Roland's big hands. I want to make sure it doesn't check through. I want to get some value. That's what's going on. But he should be betting bigger if that's his thought. Well, but you don't want to scare him so much that he folds, right? You're trying to get called by a king. But like we said, trying to get called by king queen here. You don't think a king is going to call. You said that earlier. If we bet 20K, a king's... Ah, yeah, it's tough. Without a heart, how can a king really call? What's yeah. he beating? King queen with a with a queen of hearts, or king ten even, or king, oh yeah, any big heart's gonna call. Any big heart is gonna call thirty five forty k anyway if they have a pair and that. Of course, right. So I don't see the point of betting so small. I agree, unless the overall purpose is to induce, but I don't think it is. Well, if it is, that's fine. If yeah. it isn't, that's this seems problematic. I think it's just we're we're making all these stretches. It's really just a very clear check here against a player like Roland DeWolf, and it's probably in most spots. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So anyway, it should end the hand anyway. I mean, Roland I mean, has six deuce with the deuce of hearts. He's got a flush draw, a straight draw, a position, and the guy bet like some twenty percent of the pot or something, right? I mean. You say, you say that like it's a normal call of <laughs> six deuce. Well, there's just something else going on, though. It's this a, guy just donks small, though, and Roland's thinking, well, what do you really have here? Do you really have anything very, very strong? So now the question for Roland is, first of all, do I want to go through with a plan, or do I right. just want to be like, okay, fine, buddy. You can right. make your bad play and win. Yeah. Or do I want to say, you know what? I don't think you ever have a flush here, you dummy. I'm, I'm going to call, and I'm going to beat you later. Or I'm going to raise, and I'm going to beat you now. Like, right. So, and also, by the way, I can call and get there. I can call and get there. And, you know, sometimes the heart isn't that great, but the straight is good almost always, right? Like, All right. So now from Roland's perspective, let's, okay. let's forget about everything we said about Fraser and think about this specifically as Roland with an unknown hand for Fraser. What does it look like Fraser has? Um, it looks like he's got a one-pair hand, probably an ace to me. A lot. Yeah, the, the question is if we expect him to show up with aces that limp preflop. But so, what else does he have if he doesn't have that? A, a baby flush? A flush draw that isn't a pair? What, how, what could that be? I think it could be something like king, jack, king, ten, king, nine with a, the heart. Wouldn't something. he just check call that, though? What's the point of betting there? He wants to 
get there for cheap. It's like a blocker bet, that type uh, of thing. Okay, yeah, that's I'm possible. not saying it's a good play. I'm just saying what do we expect him to show up with? Right. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, so something like that. Maybe ace something with the something of hearts. Mm-hmm. I don't really think he's got a flush too often. Maybe he's got a baby flush sometimes. He might have a flush sometimes. Wouldn't he bet more with a baby flush, though? Wouldn't you think that from Roland's perspective? He might do that. He might also just go for the check raise with the baby flush, too. So, yeah. like, you know, I want to get another bet out of this guy. Like, I hope he bets. Yeah. You know, like, let's just, let's just check and hope he bets. Because my hand is so strong, I hate to bet and have him just fold. You know, when I, my hand is now so strong. I want to get right. value. So as far as strong hands, we're not putting him on any flopped two pairs, right? Nah. I suppose all of the turned two pairs are possible. Yeah, sure. Four, five, ace, four, king, four. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all possible. Ace four is the least likely, although that is what it is. Yeah. We don't put him on any sets of any kind. No. Come and on. I think it's hard for him to have hearts the way he's betting this small. It's po- he can he can have hearts here, but it's not super likely. And maybe and I guess Roland agrees because he doesn't fold. No, Roland calls. Yeah. He doesn't raise. It's tempting if you're gonna make a play here to make it a raise. And that might work because if Fraser is playing pretty face up here, this might simply be a blocker bet. Where he's yeah. trying to get to the river for cheap and find out if Roland has a flush or not. I kind of think that And Roland is... might make it 80K and Fraser thinks, oh, he does have a flush, you know? It may, that may be what's going on here. I mean, I think Roland can call here, though, with the express intention of seeing what Fraser does on the river. Yeah. Right? And it's like, this guy bets big, I should probably fold. This guy bets small, and I don't get there. I, maybe I can make a move. We'll, we'll see how he bets. You know, we'll... we'll you know, I'm in position. I can use that to my advantage rather than just make a play right now. Yeah. And so I think that's got to play into it. As well as I have some equity. I don't know if the heart is good or not. I don't know if the straight is actually good or not. But probably the straight is good and sometimes the heart is good. Sometimes a pair is good if the guy's just got a big heart. It's, I don't know how he ever shows up with just a big heart, though, actually. Seems impossible. Yeah. So probably not that. Um, so, you know, like I can call this and... Be and like have the option of making a play at this guy on the river, yeah. Depending on his sizing, if he bets super small again, if I want, I can make a play, right? But if he if he moves in, by the way, the guy's got a perfect shoving stack for the river. I mean, how big is the pot after rolling calls? After rolling calls, it's 116k, and the effective stack's going to be 137. 137, yeah. not 150, yeah, 137. Yes, okay, yeah. So okay, so yeah, that's like the guy can absolutely shove if he wants to, and then we'll obviously fold unless we make a straight. Which is unlikely. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, but if the guy if the guy doesn't shove, the guy might check, and then we can move him in. We we can do things like that. Right, we're rolling. We we don't care. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it has to do with Roland thinking that he has sizing tells on this guy. It's got to be right. Otherwise, right. you just have to fold. As a person who very frequently plays exploitatively against below average or average players in No Limit Hold'em, the Clearest, biggest exploit is sizing. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's the easiest thing to exploit. No question about it. Yeah. So Roland must just be thinking, I just own this guy. Like, mm-hmm. he can't do anything about it. He's Because he doesn't understand that he's doing these sizing things. He's playing his hand. That's right. what he's doing. Right. And that's what people did back then, even in, in TV poker sometimes. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. So Phil Helmuth, by the way, still freaking out about this whole thing. Yeah. This is all going on. Uh, talking about how Roland is just playing terribly. He What's actually he says, he actually praises this call. He says, uh, in fact, it's a good call, even though Roland might not know it because he's uh, got the deuce of hearts, and that would be good if a, if a right, heart came. Right, So when we say a good call, we just mean based on, because we can see everything. We have yeah. perfect information, it's a good call. Sure. Right. We have perfect information, we can only make good calls. That would be yeah. really nice. Right. Yeah. But, but based on the lack of information, Phil, anyway, we'll, we'll be able to talk more about Phil in a second, I'm sure, as we continue on to the action. Yeah, I, I have to imagine, by the way, if a heart comes and Fraser checks, Roland's just going to check back. I would have to think Yeah, and that. just hope that his deuce high flush is good. I mean, it gets weird if, if Roland makes a straight and Fraser moves in. That's yeah. the one really weird spot for Roland. Yeah, then, then it looks a lot more like a baby flush than a two-pair hand. Yeah, and now I don't know what we do. That's a close one. Like, you, you, it's really hard to fold, but it's really hard to call. All right. So we don't love Fraser's turn bet. Roland's call is clearly with the plan to exploit Fraser on the river. It doesn't have to be done. Let's let's say that. He doesn't have to call you. Yeah. Man. Yeah, he, he could absolutely fold here. And I think normally you would probably just throw your hand away yeah. against most opponents. But if you think you've got a like a lightning read on this guy, then sure. Yeah. You're in position. We got a lot of chips. What the heck? So now we're going to the river. Yeah. The pot is 116,000. 
And now is when, in my mind, okay, I got to recap a little bit, I guess. Yeah, good idea. It's an ace-king-5 flop with two hearts. The turn's the four of hearts. Fraser has ace-four for two pair. No hearts, obviously. Roland DeWolf has six deuce for six high with a gut shot and the deuce high flush draw. Going to the river. The river is... Oh, I didn't even write down what the river was. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> because was... it's not a heart. I know that. It's not a heart, and it's not a big card. Yeah. Is it like the seven of spades or something? It's something like that. Man, what happened to I, you? It's been a while. It's, what yeah, I told happened? You, I warned everybody that I'm rusty, yeah. and so are you. All right? No one makes a pair. No one improves in any way, and it doesn't look like anyone improved. There's no, like, card. It's not a scare card for anyone. It's like a, yeah, it's like a black eight or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's inconsequential. But Wow. I just like to point out, I'm, I'm speaking for the listeners right now when I say, <laughs> wow. That's all. You were there when I was writing down the information. You could yeah, have you you read it and noticed that I didn't write that down. Clearly, I don't pay attention right. when we're doing things. Obviously. That's not what it's about. I don't even know people's names. We're talking about you. Anyway, it's an inconsequential card. It's ace, king, five. Uh, turn is a four. We've got two pair for Fraser. Roland's sitting with six high, no flush, no straight on the river. It's an eight of spades on the river. We're going to say that. Okay. Uh, something like an eight of spades, 116 K in the pot. And Fraser makes what I believe to be the worst decision in the hand, unless we come to some crazy conclusion, 116 K. He's got these two pair. He bets 20 K and he's got 137 total yeah. back when he starts this. What's he doing? Um, he's trying to get called by a by a one pair ace hand. Or he, a bet, he bet a sixth of the pot. Yeah. We thought the Kings were going to fold on the turn. Yeah. So he's trying to get called by ace nine. Why wouldn't he bet more? Because he's afraid the ace nine is going to fold. He bet one sixth. This of the is pot. why he's doing it. He's. I think he's also doing something else, right? He's also doing a blocking bet, right? He's doing. Yeah. He's continuing the blocking bet strategy of worse hands can call me if I bet this little, and if he raises, I'm can't beat any value. That's for sure. You can bet a lot bigger as a blocking bet, and it's yeah. fine. Yeah, but he's trying to protect his stack too. Just saying. That's. I think that's part of it. I don't like it. It's so transparent. Like it. it seems really transparent. Unless he has the nuts here, it's super transparent. I mean, it's very odd to me. If he had a flush, I would almost understand it more. Because he'd be way. inducing? Yeah, like, he could be inducing with this hand, though, by the way. This is a hand you can induce with. We only have a pot size bet left anyway. Like, it's okay to induce. We can just bet call. So he's not blocking. You, yeah, then he's not blocking. That's right. Well, you can block. You can be like, uh, what's his name? Mac Martinez. You know, you block bet. I block bet. <laughs> and then, you know, you call because you did a blocker bet. But that you wasn't know. the whole plan. No, you were just blocking yeah. first. You block and then you see what happened and then you call because yeah. of what happened. No, that's true. I can't imagine that this is the plan is to induce here with a hand with this hand. Um, I don't know why you would do this. You seem, I don't like it. You seem not incensed enough by the sizing. It's a one-sixth pot oh, cool. bet. No, I just, you know, I've already, I've experienced it already. You've I already, it. you've already, know felt, what it. You've already yeah. felt the pain. I know it's ridiculous. I'm just not, you know, I'm not. If we're going to bet out. the river, what, what do you think a good size would be with this hand? Okay, so we start the, we start the river with about 137K, right? Yeah, there's 116 in the pot. I think a solid, you know, half pot bet is fine. Like, how about 55,000? Yeah, I was thinking 50, but yeah. Okay. Something, something like that where I think Roland's going to maybe sometimes make a, uh, Good fold with ace nine or ace ten or even ace jack, but often going to call with those hands. Well, the question is this: Let's say we bet fifty five thousand. We do my number. Yeah. And Roland moves in. It doesn't look like we, we he has any fold equity. Do we have to fold? Because that's. I think we might because it's a lot harder to pull that bluff off. Yeah, I agree. It also looks like we're very strong now, and we're we're actually sort of uncapped too, since the hearts are there now, right? We can have. Yeah. We can't necessarily have top set. But we can have the nut flush or we absolutely can have the nut flush. We can have the queen eye flush yeah. for sure. We don't have right. any blockers to that, but we can have it. Yeah. So I think it's I think there's I think there's a lot of fine decisions in this hand that you could make on this river. I don't love betting twenty K for obvious reasons, which are why don't we get more value from his hands, you know, that can pay us off. Yeah. Like the hands that are gonna call twenty are probably gonna call thirty five or forty also or fifty also. He's got a lot of chips. We could also check, by the way, if we want, yeah. and rep like the Queen of Hearts only and let him try and blow us off the hand sometimes. Checking would work, by the way. Oh, my God. Checking would work. Yeah. As long as we call. Right. If we check, he moves in, and we fold, that's not going to work. No. So there's that. Yeah. But assuming we don't fold, which it would seem like a big mistake to fold, right? So, like, often, maybe not always, but some of the time, anyway, Roland, if he had a flush on the turn, would raise us when we yeah. got 20K. Maybe not always. 
because he's in position and there's right. a pot size bet left, give or take. He might really not raise us. Yeah. But um, but he's but at least some of the time he's going to. And we've got a very strong hand, and it's perfectly fine to go out and lose sometimes when you've got a strong hand and the other guy does too. You don't have to be Merlin and you know get everything right. Sometimes you just have to play your hand and like go bust if it's going to go that way, right? Yeah, but we didn't have to play it like this. Well, of course not. Yeah. But if we bet 20K, I mean, well, it just sucks. I mean, it sucks. This, this is, is a bad, terrible decision. This is a bad play. I, don't, I mean, why would you do it? I don't know why you do it on you the could, turn either. But... You could do it to induce Roland, but if you're going to induce Roland, we should check rather than bet 20K. Right. Let's just let him fire away completely then. Let's let him do that if we're inducing. Right. Anyway, right. I mean, it's, so, it's such a crazy small bet. All right. So Roland is sitting there now. He's or got bet smaller if you want to induce. Bet 11K. Oh, come on. Now he's going to have to raise us. Come on. <laughs> 20K and 11K aren't that different. I know. It's, yeah. So Roland's sitting there, and I think his plan on the turn was mostly thinking that it was a blockish turn bet and thinking that he's going to get a lot of checks on the river and he's going to win on the river when, when he gets checked to and he gets to bet. And I think yeah. he was going to fold to a lot of bets. Yeah, I think so. And But he sees this bet, and he's like, that's basically a check. This guy, Fraser, is not doing this with a flush at this point. Maybe on the turn he was, but on the river, I don't think he's doing it with a flush Doesn't anymore. Doesn't he just have to be trying to get more value with a flush? Yeah. Doesn't he just have to? Like, who really bets 20K, 20K with a flush? There are some old guys who are amateurs who do that, right? Who bet super small when they have it. But anyone, even the, like, quote, not good players who are, like, on TV, they know not to do that. Yeah. Maybe Phil Helmuth does it, but, like, basically nobody does it, right? Like, you got to get more value with your strong hands. These guys know this. Yeah. So it just doesn't feel, it feels very unlikely to be a flush. Yep, it does. Also, we have a blocker. <laughs> the deuce of hearts. We yeah. do. We block hearts a little bit. So Roland decides this guy is playing face up, which he kind of is. Yeah. He has a slightly stronger hand than I would expect. Yes, he does. I don't think Roland expects him to have two pair. He probably expects him to have one pair ace hand. Yep. Maybe if he's really bad, a one pair king hand. But probably a one pair ace hand. Yeah. I think like ace, you know. Ace five is very possible. Oh, not ace five, sorry. Ace four or something like that. Not ace, ace four. That's what he has. <laughs> oh, right. Ace six. Ace six. So something like that. Ace yeah. baby. Ace rag is very, very reasonable and what I'd expect him to show up with. Yeah. That seems like the most likely holding. Yeah. Some very bad players, though, will play a king like this. This guy's probably not that bad. Well, we. I mean, as Roland, we really hope he has a king because he's definitely going to fold that. Yeah. So Roland moves in. Yeah. Obviously, as a bluff. He has six high. Yeah, that's a bluff. He's repping a flush and only a flush. Agreed. He's not repping anything else. It seems really hard, even with the sizing, to move in with the straight only because we think, are we really going to get called by worse hands? Is it worth it to do it? Or a set or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're not going to move in with the straight, you're not yeah. going to move with the set. Oh, you mean, wait, you mean you get called by a set? No, no, no. Oh, yeah. yeah if we're not going to move in with the straight, we're not going to move in with the set. So that's the one place where it sort of feels dumb. You might decide to raise anyway. We talked about this when we watched the video. You brought this up, but I certainly was thinking it too. That because the sizing is so weak, sometimes I raise when I'm playing like cash online on nitrogen, actually. Um, Sometimes I raise people when they bet really small on the river. Oh, God, this is going to work against me now that I'm telling it, but whatever. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, with with like a medium value hand, because I know my hand's strong enough. now, Now I'm beating their range really badly when they bet that small on the river. Yeah. And they're not bluffing. They're like trying to get some value. And I get called a lot and win with my medium strength hands you know well if if that's the case and roland is maybe sometimes doing this with a set because the sizing is so transparent to him that makes this even a better bluff that's true that's true but i think as uh fraser yeah i said it right you did yes uh we would probably i would sit there and think like all right he's wrapping a flush like that's what he's that's what he's wrapping yeah that's the thing because i can have a flush as fraser myself I absolutely can have one. It's harder when I bet the river this much, but I absolutely can have one, right? It's a strangely played flush if we have a flush. It's so weird. But what else can I have? I can have weak, really weak hands and a flush. Those are that's it. All right. So, so like the straight and the set are just gonna fold out those weak hands anyway. Now it turns out Fraser has a kind of a strong hand that isn't yeah isn't that. So, so. this is gonna come off a little bit derogatory towards Fraser. Oh good. <laughs> but I feel like. Even though this is clearly a blocker bet type play on the river, I don't think he even has the full mentality of the blocker bet because no. when Roland moves in, Fraser is surprised. Fraser it's has not something it's not something that he thought about or had a contingency plan right. for. There's clearly no sense at all of thinking even a little bit ahead for this guy because he has no idea what to do. He's surprised, he's confused, and it's like, how could you not have that be part of the plan. Like, yeah. you bet 20K. You should be thinking in your head. Guys, think about this. When you bet 20K and you've got 117 behind, 
You should be thinking, okay, I'm going to bet, and if he moves in, I'm going to, and then you have your answer. I'm going to call or I'm going to fold. Now, you don't have to be married to that. You can change your mind. You can Especially if there's it. a physical tell or something. Of course. Yeah. Uh, or even you can just decide as you like maybe think about the hand more. You like replay like, oh, wait a second, wait a second. This happened too. I actually should fold or I should call. But you need to think like when it's when there's only one action this guy can do besides call. There's only one action you'd ever have to think about, right? Which is if the guy calls, there's nothing to think about. If the guy folds, it's only if he moves in or yeah. raises. That's it. So we should already know what we're doing if he raises. At least have a solid pl- guidepost for which direction we're moving in. Yeah. This guy clearly has none of that. Yeah, he just gets confused. He's like, well, uh, well I can't put you on a hand. I don't even know. I, don't, yeah. uh. I think like, he says something like that, yeah. And it's like, what are you talking about? You can't put him on a hand. He called the turn. He moved in on the river. He's repping some pretty obvious stuff. Now He's you, mostly just repping a flush, right? right? So the question is, do you think he has it or not? And by the way, you should have thought of that before you bet 20K. That would have been a great idea. Let's, uh, you big dummy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Let's step out of the Fraser mind for okay. a second and step into the as-played mind. Oh, we, cool. We're Fraser, but we're not him. We're us. We played it this way. We get transported to his body. We're like, oh, why did I do that? That was terrible. Now I have to make a decision. Yeah. Uh, all right. So bluff frequencies on the river, especially back then, I think were pretty low. Agreed. But something we have to consider is that the sizing that we chose throughout the hand makes it a lot more likely that an aggressive, exploitative opponent is going to try to bluff us. I mean, I would really hope you or I would be thinking when we bet 20K on the river, like, this is like bait I'm putting in the water. Yeah. Like, the alligators are coming some percentage of the time, especially this guy. This guy's one of the alligators. The, he may really come and try and take the a The only shot way betting 20K is good is if it's an induction. Right. If it's a blocker bet, it should have been a bigger bet. Right. For sure. Right, because you're inviting this play to yeah. happen. Yeah. And maybe this was so early. Maybe this is before people were really raising blocker bets and Fraser got sort of unlucky that, you know, maybe four years from then he'd do better with it. Yeah. But I am being generous by making that guess, honestly. Like, come on, man. Right. Like, let's think about this. Okay. You so... can check, by the way. If you, don't, if you don't know what to do, you can check and then call. That's fine. Right. But we're past that. Here we are. I know. Yeah. So, so here we are. So let's think about Roland's okay. line and if we can believe it. So is it a good repping of a flush? It's reasonable. I don't know if it's amazing, but it's certainly possible. He can have a flush. I got to think, if I'm sitting there in Fraser's spot, most of Roland's smaller flushes, I feel like, are going to raise the turn. I know. It's got to be like the It really has to big be a flushes. big flush, usually the nut flush. It could be as little as 10 high, probably. Yeah. But that's about it. Then uh, he's got to protect a little bit, right? Yeah. He can't just let you, for 20K, see a... See a free card. Because Fraser bet a, a quarter of the pot on the turn. Right. And there's protect. Like if you have like the seven high flushes, Roland, you're going to want to get value and protect at the same time a lot of the time. Maybe not every time, but you'd expect a lot of the time he's going to. And you know, you don't have to like move in or anything like that. You could click it back even to get value and charge him more. But you can like get more of the stack in there right now when he's only got 20%, less than 20% yeah. to get there. That's great. That's fine. You don't have to blow him off the hand even, but you can charge him more than he's... Right. He's charging... He's picking the price. Yeah. Why are we letting him pick the price? So I agree with you. Um, the really big flushes, we, as Roland, we'd probably call with at least sometimes, but the baby flushes or the smaller flushes, we kind of have to raise at least most of the time, right? Right. But most if of the time. But if Roland is... I mean, if, if we're choosing 10 high as the cutoff and Roland is raising hands like six deuce off preflop, then he has all of the 10 high flushes, all of the jack high flushes, and all of the queen high flushes, that's actually a lot of combos. Yeah, I agree. All right, so the next question we have to ask is, what are the bluffs? And I think inherent in this question is, does his bluff frequency go up because we played the hand like a dum-dum? Right. Okay, the answer's got to be yes to that. Um, What are his bluffs? His bluffs are only like the big hearts, right? The queen of hearts, the jack of hearts, the ten of hearts, maybe the nine of hearts. Like, that's about it, right? Yeah. I mean, he does. as it turns out, he has this other bluff, this weird bluff, but mostly it's those things, right? I think in modern poker, mostly it's the queen of hearts. Right. He could have the queen anything of hearts. Right. Just bet, the, clearly bet the flop. The nut blocker play. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful play. Call the turn because you have the nut flush draw and you can improve. Yep. Also, you can do the nut blocker thing and then make the nut blocker play on the river. Yeah, it's really great based so, on how, yeah, how the guy bets the river and the guy bet perfectly for you to make the play. I mean, that's the most obvious thing. Like, what do you do? You probably call as Fraser once you bet this size with any flush, but if you had bet a more normal size and get moved in on, it's not great with the nine high flushes, Fraser, when you're sitting there. It's not great, but you're probably going to call, right? I mean, you think, is it possible Roland does have a worse flush and he played it this way? It's unlikely, but 
aren't I just near the very top of my distribution? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. The pot's so big, I don't have that much left. I've got like 20 blinds left here. Like the pot's huge now. Just I don't know if you can really find a fold with a flush right. in this spot for like just when there's just a pot bet left anyway. You know, like it isn't like we're super deep. Okay, so I think ultimately what I'm coming to, and correct me if you think uh, there's some other factors here. Okay. When we're Fraser, we're transported to his body, and we're making the decision here. Okay. The most important, and this seems obvious when I say it, but I think it need to, needs to be made clear. The most important factor is how many bluffs does Roland really get here with? Yeah. How does he get here? Is it, Does he have to have equity to get here, or does he just have a random anything because we bet 20K on the turn? And he's completely uncapped in both directions because 20K is a nice enough size that we can allow him to set up a bluff on the river. You just wouldn't think, as if I was Fraser, that Roland would have anything here. He did call a turn bet. I know it's 20K and it's a quarter of the pot. It still is a call. Yeah. He didn't, you know, you wouldn't expect him to have nothing at all. So I think we can eliminate a lot of stuff. It isn't just complete air almost ever. Right? Yeah. If he had complete air, he'd probably raise the turn. He probably wouldn't call the turn, I would think. Yeah. You know? So that, I think, makes it much harder as Fraser to call this shove because we think, well, he called the turn. and like that. But then I would sit there and think, it doesn't he just have the queen of hearts? He just has the queen of hearts, right? Doesn't right. he just have the queen of hearts, baby? Come on. Yeah. I mean, so I guess it's almost even combinatorially between value and bluffs then if we're giving him... 10 high hearts and better for value and yeah. queen X of not flush with the queen of hearts for bluffs. Right. That comes out about even. Right. Combinatorially. In, the case, in that case, we're supposed to call. Right. Yeah. So if we can add any other bluffs to that, then it's a super easy call. Yeah. And if we're sitting there and we're aware of it, like we're in Fraser's body ourselves and we're thinking, well, I bet 20K and he moved in. I'm probably supposed to call anyway. That's another reason to call. I bet so tiny. I'm like inducing. I'm inviting here. myself to be exploited. Right. Let's not allow him to do that. Right. Like yeah. if I checked, I was going to call a ship. Right. I was going to call a shove if I checked. I, I don't know what he it. was. I don't know what he was going to do. I'm saying us, if it's us, us as Fraser, yeah. I wouldn't love it, but I would do it. I'd be like, oh man, what can I really? I don't know. What can you really beat? You can't really beat any value if he ships the river. Can yeah. You? That sucks. Yep. But your hand is like just strong enough. Maybe you're supposed to call anyway. I don't know. It's actually really tough. But if but why would we, but we bet twenty k on the turn it messes everything up by it, betting it that twenty k it does because we played out of flow and we bet really small twice it's very strange we we like ruin the story for both sides like it's so much easier if we just check the turn and let's say Roland bets now he's continuing to tell a story but we don't have nothing's been defined about his hand by us betting and him calling the turn we've actually defined his hand a little bit you know yeah so that actually gives you more reason I think to fold than if we check called the turn then we could check the river he moves in we call. Because he could have anything still. Yeah. Then. And now he's got to have something that makes sense, at least to some degree. Right. You know? So, like, so like there's a lot less bluffs than there otherwise would be. Because yeah. we bet the turn instead of check called the turn. But we bet so small. I know, but we just don't... I mean, you don't think he's going to call with 9-10 off on the turn yeah, without you, a heart in his hand. Yeah, he's not going to really, do that. You don't really think that, no. That seems crazy. It just messes everything up to make this tiny sizing and this out-of-flow play. I mean... Fraser's sitting there and he says, like, I just don't know what you have. Part right. of that is that you didn't do anything to help yourself figure that out. Right. Like, and, you, yeah. You made a lot of mistakes along the way to get there. It's, and by the way, it's okay not to know what he has if he's got a lot of air in that, not yeah. know what he has. But if, he, if you sort of defined it and you still don't know what he has, well, now you've sort of done that to yourself. By the way, this all could be fine if Fraser just decides to call. Yeah. He says, you know what? My sizing was weird. He can have the queen of hearts here. The, My whole the, plan was you're rolling to wolf. You're crazy. I'm going to induce. Right. And like he can yeah. have queen 10, queen jack, queen nine um, for sure with just the queen of hearts. All those combos of hands basically. And that probably covers all the other stuff anyway. Like He can have all the queen X with the queen of hearts the way Roland played the hand. Sure. But we may not think he raised pre-flop yeah. with all those things. Now it turns out he would have. We, we right. probably know that. But but as Fraser, we may not know that. Yeah. Right? But I, yeah, I guess it stays even because if he doesn't raise queen deuce off, he probably doesn't raise 10 deuce of hearts either. Right. So it's it ends up coming up even either way. I think so. Yeah. So we're, we're probably just supposed to call. But, you know, we've got this other thing going on. We're talking about it in terms of EV. But there's tournament life. Yeah. We're three-handed here. Right. It's the Premier League. There's money for winning this, this heat. There's also a lot more points if you can level yourself up. Now, there didn't seem to be any big ICM considerations, meaning the third guy wasn't really short or anything like that because right. Jesse and Phil do not mention that. No. By the way, 
when Roland moves in, Phil just goes on about how he's blown up, and finally he's he, like, he says, "Oh, he's, he's tanked himself now or something." Yeah. He's like, "He's done it now. It's over. It's over." Oh, yeah. Roll, you know, he's been playing this, playing with fire this whole time, and it's finally caught up with him. You get the sense Phil really doesn't like Roland. Dolph. Yeah, you sure do. Yeah, he hates aggressive players. You yeah. Know? And uh, anyway, except when he's being aggressive, then he thinks it's brilliant and funny and wonderful. And when he gets called and and by a hero call, he's yeah. like, "That's the worst call I've ever seen." Oh, well, that's that's classic, Phil. Yeah. Anyway, but not to bash Phil. Let's bash other guys. Okay, <laughs> let's bash Jesse May. Um, so, so Phil kills him, and then Fraser folds. Fraser does fold. Phil, and by then, the way, then then Phil immediately says, celebrates. That's a great bluff. <laughs> <laughs> immediately celebrates Roland, or as he calls him, Roland. So weird and so bad. Jesse May. Whatever. We'll just leave Jesse May out of this. So, the question ultimately is. What's Fraser supposed to do? Let's. I like the as played thing. So as played, we're sitting there. We have all these things. We're like, okay. And if it was a cash game, we're supposed to call. We think because yeah. there's there's a lot of bluffs, and I've induced a little bit, whether I've meant to or not. I've sort of induced with this block. Right. Event. We know Roland's smart enough to see that. But do I really want to call for my tournament life here? Do yeah. I want to do that? That's I mean, it. I still have 120 blinds. I'm sorry, 20 blinds. It's yeah. not nothing. Yeah, it's a good. Do question. I actually want to just say, eh, I'll just call anyway? And he turns over the hearts, and you feel like a moron. It's like, yeah, it was pretty obvious. Like, I, mean, I can't beat any value. Sometimes you make what is technically the correct decision and feel like a moron. That right? is so true. Yeah. That's part of poker, actually. Yeah. And the really good players, I mean, Mike McDonald said, because um, someone asked him, some interview or something like that. Oh, actually, my friend Matt asked him this, actually, because Mike went on this huge winning streak, more than one, actually, winning streak in his career. One of his earlier big winning streaks, my friend Matt um, asked him, uh, why do you think this is happening? Like, what do you think is, why do you think you're winning more? And, and Mike said, I just decided to call more instead huh. of fold. Like, I just decided to call with more of my hands. And like everyone, especially back then, everyone was so aggressive and bluffing the whole yeah. time. Mike just didn't fold very That's much. That's probably different now. It probably wouldn't work as well now. Of course not. There's readjustments and all yeah. that. But, but there's something to this notion of like, it's hard to have a good hand. Yeah. And so it's weird because you really can't beat any value when, when Roland moves in, right? You can only beat a bluff. Right, I think something that maybe we fall into too often on this show, and everybody who's thinking logically through poker falls into too often, is what are the bluffs and I can't beat any value, so I have to fold. Right. But sometimes it's just the guy's doing a thing. You know, he's like doing a rolling the wolf thing. Right. You know? And, you know, it can be hard to determine which is which. You know, it's like easy to get in the mindset of, well, I can only beat bluffs, but I mean, he's probably doing a thing. And then you call the time and you just lose all your money. Like, I've certainly been that guy. Right. You know? The thing is, you have to learn to be judicious with this stuff and like put put the pieces together. And this is a spot where it's at least reasonable to call. Yeah, I don't know if it's a slam dunk call actually on the river. I, we just don't like the the donk bet on, on no, the Turner I, no, river. No, that's most. I mean, I think it's it's a tough spot. Once right. we do, once we put ourselves in this spot, it's a tough spot. This is one of those things where we talk about a lot too, where you can level yourself. You're like, well, I underwrap my hand and I bet so small on the river, and now he's moving in. Well, but he'd do that with the flush anyway. Yeah. It isn't like if he had the nuts on the turn, he'd probably call the turn and move in on the river, yeah. whether we bet tiny or not, right? But if the idea is so then but if we can expand his, his bluff range to some degree because of it, that makes it easier to call. But sometimes he is gonna show up with the nuts and we're gonna feel a little stupid and it's on TV and that you know, being on TV that may matter too for this guy. You know, I he think he doesn't want to look dumb. I, I think the decision to fold is not that bad of a decision. Yeah. I just think the way we got here is something we should never do. It's kind of reminds. It, I mean, it's not a perfect analogy, but we talked about it on a, a couple podcasts ago how quickly you can improve from an average player to a player who's beating a lot of games if you just have solid opening ranges from each position and understand it well, yeah. and that sets up the rest of the hand. Absolutely, it makes it so all of your spots are easier. Yeah, and we put our and Fraser in this hand put himself in a spot that is not easy. By playing super weird and bad. Right. If he just checks the turn, he's probably going to win this hand. Yeah. If he just checks the river, he's probably going to win this hand. Yeah. He can bet the turn for 20K, and it still can work out if he just checks the river. Yep. But instead, he, he's trying to get value out of ace nine or whatever, yeah. and it does not work out. Because Roland is like, Pih. you know, <laughs> yeah. what are you going to do about this, buddy? And then... He shows the guy too. He shows. He shows Fraser, him. Yeah. the freaking six deuce. Roland Wolf kind of is one of those guys who. Would of course, he show. wants to tilt everyone, yeah. man. It's, yeah, it's kind of great. Yeah, Roland Wolf. Though one thing I know about him beyond just that he's been very successful at cards is there's this great 
bit, which we've talked about many times. He's very funny. Yeah, on ESPN where he was talking to um, David Williams about Magic the Gathering because David Williams came up as a Magic the Gathering player. And he was saying, you know, what happens when you have, what do you say? He's like, two orcs and the flop comes hobgoblin, hobgoblin. That's so (laughs) sick. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great joke. Oh, man. He did it perfectly, too. Yeah, he made fun of those guys on TV for like kind of mercilessly in that episode about Magic the Gathering. It was really great. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. A lot of really good poker players came from there. That's true. Ike Haxton. Yes. Yeah. Sam Stein. Sam Stein. Yeah. He's a good poker player, at least. Right. Yeah. Other other players. David Williams. David Williams. Yeah. Our friend. Yeah. Mitchell Towner. Mitch Towner won the Monster Stack last year. Yeah. He, he was a world champion, Magic the Gathering player, yeah. right? Junior world champion. Still. Yeah. A world champion, all the same, my friend. All the same. All the same. All right. What else is there? Are we done? Good night to all the hobgoblins. Uh- <laughs>